Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast. As always, my name is Corey Tyndall and I am your host. And this week I got to talk with one of my old friends and comedian, Devin Keast. He was actually the host of one of the first open mics that I did in New York City and he was always incredibly friendly to me so I wanted to have him on the podcast and he wanted to talk about uh, how he is dealing with uh, being a hypochondriac having misophobia which is the um, fear of things being uncleanly and uh, struggling with OCD around those two different phobias so I thought this was incredibly interesting especially around pandemic time to see how he's reacting to that um, and to also learn why New York City why come to a place where there's so much to worry about here um, so again loved the episode if you want to find more of Devin he is actually just putting out a new podcast called the small T podcast uh, episode one is with Jason Chatfield who's another hilarious comedian in New York City he's also a cartoonist for the New Yorker and we mentioned him on the podcast so go check out Jason go check out Devin's new podcast and enjoy this episode. Oh man, it's good to talk to you again, man. It's uh it's been so long. We just haven't kind of run into each other in uh in comedy circles in a while despite, you know, you I think you hosted the first ever open mic that I did. Well, and if if I'm correct, uh, because I was, I mean, I, and I hosted uh, open mics and and I guess quite a few of them for several years, but I want to say that it was late 2017 when 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 i when i ultimately stopped um at, at least at uh you know over there on 7th street and i so were you just getting into town at around that time late 2017 so i think we had about a year of overlap i started um my first show was march 6th of 2017 so i think okay. Yeah, I think my my first uh, my first open mic was right around there, and that's when. Mm-hmm. And this was this was three years ago. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you were you were pretty much hosting. Who did you? You had that late night open mic with uh, with Jason, right? Jason Chatfield. Yeah, we had. That was we, a fun one. That was such a fun one. We hosted that for two years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he he and I hosted that. Uh, on Saturdays at 10:30, and to the <laughs> yeah. point where I mean, we we took care of that like like it was our baby, and so yeah. much to the point where it 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 um, over time a- a- adopted more of a show like feeling than anything yeah. else. You know, um, technically it was still a mic, but you know, it was Saturday night people were paying tickets for it, and so we treated it like a show. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was tough to get on. You had to, you had to yeah, pretty it, much either know you or know Jason to get a, get a spot kind of a hot for a ticket. while. Right. People, um, pe- yeah, people were, because you could sign up. What was it? You could, through the laughing Buddha mics, you could sign up 48 hours prior to the mic or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. So so once Thursday came along, I think everyone knew at least to to sign up for that mic by Friday. So but we took it so seriously, and it was it was uh, like we took a lot of pride in it. Um, yeah. E- you know, even where uh, if 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 one one of us needed. Um, you know, a, a week off, or if someone was out of town, we had to make sure that not only did we approve of who was going to fill in, but also that the other one was going to be there. We we never wanted there to be a week where both of us were gone. Um, right. And uh, but but that also just helped us. I mean, uh, gain such a great following. And I was even telling my girlfriend, um, you know, upon. Uh, Upon uh, you know getting to do this podcast with you, um, uh, uh, that that I I, I had a feeling you and I only just crossed paths like toward toward the end of my uh, hosting gigs at Laughing Buddha over on Seventh, but uh, but how much I enjoyed uh, you and uh, what you brought to the mics and um, uh, you know in fact. I'm just rambling now, but but I think I might have even said to her, I I, I think it's that upper Midwestern quality. I think it's it's the I, I, I mean you're a fine comic, you're a great comic, but I think there's also that uh, there's there's that um, uh, that level of uh, uh, likability. I think that that also explains why say so many late night talk show hosts have come from the Midwest. Yeah, no, I I appreciate all that. I uh, you you hadn't told me that before. I I just kind of thought we got along just for familiarity. Just like as I meet more and more people in uh, in New York City, I I tend to get along with people who have more of that uh, upper Midwestern um, attitude. Like even people from upstate New York, I get along with so much better than I get uh, (laughs) along with people that grew up in the city. They're just like people that grew up in the city to me are just kind of alien. I don't quite understand where they're mm-hmm. where they're coming from so um yeah for the i mean you you grew up in michigan right or yeah, or you just yeah. lived there for a while which which part of michigan were you at again i, I think we were from opposite sides i right. um because i grew up uh between flint and port huron oh wow okay yeah gotcha yeah so not far from from the border from the canadian border right um uh, you know down uh, on, on so on, on, but on the on the east side of the state yeah 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 no i uh i had family in in port huron so i know oh. i know the area um at least uh a little bit but it's it's funny that you you bring up how serious you guys took those laughing buddha mics because for some mm. reason i i and I still never really figured it out, despite being almost three and a half years into the New York scene, like why there's so much hate for those Laughing Buddha mics slash like the class. I guess I get why people don't like the class. There's kind of this aura of like, oh, if you took the class, you're not a real comedian because nobody could teach you how to be funny. Bullshit. Like, I don't I don't agree with that. But um, like, what is what is kind of your understanding? Like, why do why is there so much disdain for the people uh who run the laughing buddha because when i when i started it was a great place to start it was 
everything was on time. It was all structured. Like it was exactly the thing that I would argue a new comic should have because it's so easy to just get swept up into how crazy the, the New York scene is like it provided a lot of stability. And I never understood why some people are like, ah, fuck those guys. They don't know how to run a mic. They're dumb. And I was like, what? No, these are the best run mics that in the city at least. Yeah. Um, and, and this is just, you know, my opinion, but, you know, having been uh, with, with Laughing Buddha specifically um, since since 2015, and and I, I, I showed up and did one of their mics as recently as March 9th. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, uh, I would say as recently, but that was one of the last times you could get on stage. And, yeah, one and, of the last days. At this point, yeah. And... Um, and so I was still doing mics there fairly regularly, but I hosted, uh, uh, you know, at least three mics a week from 2015 through 2017. Um, and so, uh, again, this is just my opinion, but uh, I think that disdain, which is, you know, it's 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 pretty overt and pretty obvious uh i mean people certainly haven't been afraid to uh you know to 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 share their opinions on on laughing buddha but i think um maybe it's just more accessible uh it's 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 um it's it's easier uh, to to understand because um, and I don't, I don't think I'm saying anything out of line here. Uh, but uh, you know, the the, the founder, the, the 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 president, the owner of the Laughing yeah. Buddha, um, you know, he's 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 not the most likable guy. No, and um, no, definitely not. <laughs> and and I don't think he's trying to be a very likable guy. No. And so uh, <laughs> I, I I think it's it's easier for for people to to uh, to theorize on you know why why it's it's bad or or what qualities about it are poor um, when you know ultimately I I. I and completely honest, to be completely honest, I, I, I have to wonder if it's if it's just because maybe we all have a chip on our shoulder toward him. Um, hmm. When I I think I think that uh, I, because on the other hand, um, and maybe that disdain is a little you know louder uh, than uh, than our fondness for laughing Buddha, but I I, I think there's just as much fondness. Um, or, or at least uh, appreciation, whether we show it or not, because uh, you know, as as unlikable as he might be, um, <laughs> you know, he 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 went into um, to starting these mics with with a very uh, strict set of rules, right? Um, you know, uh, in, in, including the, uh, how they have to start on time. Um, um, you know, uh, no notes uh, on stage, no notes in the audience, so that the room uh, uh, is um, therefore more supportive. And, and as a result, you know, the mics would feel 
more like shows. Right. Um, you know, some, uh, some of the mics, not not so much the four thirty in the afternoon on a Tuesday, but uh, well, no, that's but true. The yeah. later, it, the later ones definitely felt most most like a show compared to. I mean, uh, Comedy Mob also had a really good mic that felt like a show, but um, mm-hmm. most most evenings, if you wanted to do a mic that actually felt like you were actually getting something done, Laughing Buddha was the way to go. Yeah, uh, I think that's pretty well put because you, you did feel like you were getting something done and you got good feedback. I, I, I mean, it proved it proved to, to be successful because we, you would get good feedback from an attentive audience, even if it yeah. was an open mic audience. It, it wasn't just other comics waiting for their turn. Um, you know, they were in, all, all comics have been encouraged to stay in the room and uh, to not go over their notes for their set, um, uh, you know, while, you know, while another comic is on stage. Um, so I, I, boy, at least, again, this is just my opinion, but I, I think there ought to be at least uh, just as much appreciation for Laughing Buddha as there is disdain. But of course, the disdain is going to be a little louder. Um, and again, uh, easier to uh, to access uh, <laughs> maybe just because because uh, the guy behind the operation uh, you know he, he's not someone that you'd want to uh, uh, introduce to your parents yeah he has uh, whatever the opposite attitude of an upper midwestern attitude is <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he is he's about as, as prickly <laughs> as it gets yeah exactly see I'm going back to my point about how I don't get along with people who grew up in the city <laughs> I think we like we 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 prefer it's it's something about that freshwater air that you and I yeah. you know, are, are, yeah. are drawn to. <laughs> exactly. And um, and we're just afraid to offend people. Let's be honest. That's uh, true. Upper Midwesterners, <laughs> we we just don't want to offend anyone. So. That's yes. We're all uh, we're all just trying to make everyone happy, and uh, yes, it's please. killing us on the inside. But we do it for you. <laughs> um so i i want to get back to that uh what you said like uh you were saying you did a mic on march 9th and that was the last uh i think that was the last show that i had was either the 9th or the 8th but i i want to know if you got this feeling that we got which was just kind of like this uneasiness of like one is anyone going to show up because the pandemic hadn't quite started yet there wasn't this this like panic feeling but it was kind of like hey there's more and more cases like a few people have died and so at our show it was very much like hey should we be bringing clorox wipes and like wiping off the the microphone and and like should we allow people in here like what are, what are we doing should we cancel this show and and nobody was really nobody was really sure and we just ended up ignoring it and um as a matter of fact one of my or two of my friends um got it at they did a mic on the on the 10th and uh and one of them gave it to the other one and i I wasn't Whoa. at that mic that they were at, but I was just yeah. hanging out with one of them the, the day before. So it was like, you know, I'm sitting there going like, man, should we have not done that show? Like I was just with him. He got it. He doesn't know where he got it yet. And we, we luckily traced it back. But just was that kind of a use, a universal like comedy feeling there? Or was it just kind of like buzzing around McDougal Street, um, which is where Greenwich and the cellar and the Grizzly Pear are like right. kind of what was going through your head on that last mic 
Uh, yeah, being over on seventh um, that night. Uh, that so that I believe was um, that might have been a Monday, uh, March March ninth, if I'm correct. And what I remember uh, distinctively was how the hosts were encouraging uh, either fist bumps or or nothing at all. Um, but certainly not, <laughs> you know, and it was just, I, I, I think in, in the weeks leading up to this point, uh, you, you started to see more and, and more, um, of that sort of behavior. And, and so it was every time you saw it, it, it was, uh, it just sort of added to the, uh, Oh, maybe this is something. Yeah. Yeah. And we so were that, doing a lot of elbows. That. It's yeah, just, yeah. you know, it's not even the fist bump, but just like walk by and then someone would try and shake your hand and you had this, at least I did this, this awkward upper Midwest, like, well, do I want to, do I want to <laughs> shake his hand and potentially die? Or do I want to like potentially offend him by saying, no, 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 I'm not doing yeah. that right now. Yeah, we, we, uh, we uh, from the upper Midwest and particularly from Michigan, uh, uh, you and I, I think we would rather die before we offend anyone. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I did end up shaking those people's hands just <laughs> half half reflexively, like I would reflexively start and then I would I would catch myself and then just do it anyway because I didn't want to offend them. Yeah, no. <laughs> and then you lose sleep that night. You're like, ah. What am I? Well, what am I doing? I, I just kind of ignore it. I'm like, well, if I die, I die. But I think that's, I mean, that's what you wanted to get into, right? Like, were you losing sleep over this stuff? Um, yes and no. So um, I'll, I'll take the March 9th mic, for example. Yeah. Um, uh, because I, you know, whether I'd like to admit it or not, I, I was watching everything those hosts did uh and when i was hosting mics uh before and after every mic and and i would typically uh show up a little early um so if it was um you know for for a for an 8:30 mic, for example, I'd get there at 7:30, and then as soon as i could get into the room i would uh and i would i would wipe down i would clean down the uh the, the table where where the the mixing board is um wow. yeah i would did you bring any, wipes or did they have and, stuff and, there no i i i i bought my, myself i bought clorox wipes and i Good would usually you. have to yeah and i would i would bring you know one of those uh tubs one of those 80 packs um wow. <laughs> yeah and 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 I, it would take a maybe a week or two to get through one because yeah one for I every comic yeah. Well, and so I would wipe down the microphone. I would wipe down the microphone, and uh, and something I've always done is, uh, you know, wh whether I'm doing a bringer at Gotham or or a, a spot at uh, uh, Greenwich Village, or or over on Seventh. Um, after I get off the mic, after I'm done and through with my set, uh, I, I always keep a little. Uh, mouthwash in my pocket and huh, okay and so, so i'll go to the restroom <laughs> and i'll and i'll rinse out my mouth and um and, and so I, you know when this pandemic came along on on one hand um I, I didn't really have to change that many habits and i guess that's 
that aspect of it is what's kept me at least relatively sane. Where, of course, on the other hand, uh, you know, the other side is saying, uh, you were right. You were right all along. This is how it yeah. ends. Yeah. All right. So sorry about the audio, guys. We had to cut out for a second. But the Devin, the question that I was asking is um, because you were you were talking about, you know, all these cleaning measures that you uh that you have to take for the mic and you would buy this big 80 pack of Lysol wipes and wipe them down. And I assume the comics would come up. You'd like wipe their face a little bit too, just to make sure that that they're all clean. Like, so in your, your, what'd you say? I I would hose them down. Um, Exactly. It's, I mean, these people are dirty. These are, these are the dregs of society coming (laughs) into these mics. So sometimes it does, you gotta like giving a dog a bath sometimes. Um, (laughs) The, uh, yeah. So, so when all this happened, cause you were, you were, uh, am I crazy to, am I misremembering that you used to wipe the microphone down when I started years before the pandemic, right? Oh yeah, I, I, since since I began, I, I started hosting uh, open mics in July 2015. Uh, but uh, right. anyway, that was that was when I, I w- once I had some some sort of control over over a m- open mic or a show or whatever it may be. Uh, that was when I was wiping down the microphone. In, in addition to to other uh, areas in the room. Um, right. But I, I would always, always wipe down the microphone with a disinfectant wipe. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I wasn't misremembering. So when the pandemic finally happened, did you have this kind of feeling of like uh, just kind of this feeling of like, guys, I've been telling you this for years. Like, this is what happens when we don't clean things off and like all this other stuff. Or was it more a sense of relief that now more people are going to be cleaning that stuff off for you? Not, it's not just on you now. It's, you know, every, every host is wiping down the microphone and everyone's wiping down the the mixer when, when they get there. Or was it kind of a combo of both? Yeah. Uh, when, when you're, a hypochondriacal, mysophobic, obsessive compulsive. Um, all you want to do, uh, you know, that is when there's a pandemic, uh, is is just tell everyone, I told you so. It, so it's it's so hard. <laughs> the greatest feeling in the world, by the way. <laughs> let's, let's be honest, and, and I, I want I, I want to use that to justify, uh, you know, any any time I'm pissed off about anything now, uh, and, and and because now I can take it out on everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, let's let's be honest. Uh, I. I, I of course, I'm. I'm going to. Uh, I mean, it's. 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 I'm trying not to do that. Of course. Uh, right. But. Um, uh, but. Uh, but it's a good question, and to answer that question, um, you know, on on one hand, I, I take comfort in um, in knowing that I, I really don't have to change any habits. I. I'm still doing the same thing, um, you know, f- for the entirety of my adult life, uh, I'd come home at the end of the day and I would take a Lysol wipe to my credit card because my credit card had been 
in a machine where other people's credit cards had been and who knows wow. where their hands had been and their hands of course touched their credit card um i i i wiped down my keys because my keys had been in the building's uh, keyhole in the main door and who knows uh, how many keys have been in that keyhole um well i guess the amount of people who live in that building but who knows yeah. where their their keys have <laughs> right. been exactly uh, you know and so I've always uh, taken those sorts of measures, um, you know, shoes off at the door. Uh, if, if you know, if, if I'm wearing if I'm wearing city pants, uh, God forbid they go any further than the door. They go right in the laundry. Um, I, I haven't even taken the subway in over a year. So the last time I was even on the New York City subway. Uh, was in June of uh, 2020, and that's just because I was trying to go home with the woman who is now my girlfriend. Uh, so I, I <laughs> you did it for love. I love it. I, I was <laughs> trying to. I was. I couldn't tell her on the first date. So right. No. She, <laughs> no. she, well, that's how you know you liked her. She was, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, exactly. I, it, and it seems to have worked out, and she just you know had to gradually uh come to understand uh, just how extreme this is but um I, I i i wasn't even taking this up i mean before before there was a pandemic before anyone uh ate a bat or whatever. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't taking the subway because in my mind, there was enough bacteria on the subway. So sure. uh, if, if it meant uh, spending a little more money on, on a lift or by taking the Metro North train or, or, or just more time walking. And, and I, that's, that's for the most part, my mode of transportation around uh, at least around Manhattan, uh, walking, uh, it was it was worth it for the peace of mind. Yeah. And so when when this when this pandemic came along, I, you know, I at least took some comfort in knowing that I wouldn't have to change too many habits. So what have you had to change? Uh, if well, if anything at all, I I moved in with my girlfriend about six weeks before the city shut down okay and and um at, at at 36 uh i had never not in my adult life i had never lived with anyone else and that was because of the obsessive compulsive disorder it was a direct response i i, I had uh, elected to to live alone and, and in my own space and hardly ever have company Wow. Be, be, because of the obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, so, so, so not only was I taking the subway for this woman, uh, but I, I moved in with her. Um, and, and then, of course, six weeks later, here we are uh, on, on lockdown. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, how did that's that's so fascinating so she had to how long did you guys know each other before you guys moved in because um, i i assume it took her a little bit to fully understand kind of where oh, you were coming from and she's still learning she's she's so patient <laughs> she's it's, it's it's just not fair to her uh, um uh, i mean we only met in june and um uh you know june of last year so 
moving in together about halfway through January. Um, I mean, that seemed fine. It, it was it, it, uh, it, it was it was at her place, and I told myself that, and um, it, and I told myself that it would only be temporary. And then once her lease expired, uh, which was in May, so a few months later, four or five months later, uh, we got a place of our own. But but at least I, I could take some comfort in. Um, feeling as though I've got some control uh, over a new apartment because when you move in there's nothing in that apartment so you can just clean the whole thing and you don't have to worry about anything else Um, you know because on top of all this I'm a minimalist um, because why not really why don't you just get the whole package (laughs) that actually made made sense to me when you told me that earlier it's like especially if you're if you're OCD about stuff if you have less stuff it's less stuff to worry about you know it makes that's that's at least what went through my head let me know if I'm if I'm off base but no I I I think I'm frankly I think I'm a minimalist because it just makes all of these other things more tolerable yeah I just have fewer uh, fewer things to worry about. Yeah, I mean that makes complete sense from uh from at least my vantage point and and I don't even like it's it's strange with the pandemic how I've taken a few more precautions because um it really before it was like I mean I wasn't licking subway poles or anything but I was pretty I would say reckless with mm-hmm. walking around you know bouncing around from club to club it's always in these weird basements there was one time the uh, sewage flooded into Greenwich Village Comedy Club and I bailed out literal logs of shit f- with the oh. club owner just to and it was just like you know I'll help this guy out whatever I don't really care so on, yeah, yeah. on that end of the spectrum I'm, I'm way on the other side of where where you are but now that the pandemic's hit i've i think i've been on the train one no twice and both times it's been one stop it's just been to get over to the other (laughs) side of the river where like before you know i'm riding the train all around uh you know take it four times in a night and it's like Uh well you know someone might be sick but whatever we're all we're all gonna be fine and it's it's interesting how this is completely adjusted um my daily routine it's like yeah it's a lot more walking um i got a city bike pass so i've been taking those but i i assume a city bike would kind of that would not be that would not be in your arsenal just a a public bike (laughs) no and i you know because it is it is hard sometimes um when when you can recognize uh how good something like city bike is for for a city for a community uh obviously for the environment um i i mean i i i really i mean i support i support uh ideas such as that um by all means but i could never i could never touch the handlebars of a bike that anyone else has has ridden even even if you wiped it down, like the seat and the handlebar, it'd still be it'd just be too much. Well, I, I, if, if I can wipe it down, I, I might be willing to. I, and I think I speak on behalf of a lot of you know um, obsessive compulsives, a lot of people who suffer or or just live with uh, mysophobia. Um, so if if I were to wipe the handlebars down in the seat, for example, uh, I, 
I could live with it. Um, okay. But it would be it would be doing just that though. So and I might do it, but it would be on my mind. I would still I would still need to wash my hands as soon as I could, um, right. or as soon as I can. Um, you know, I no matter what, I, I leave the house as soon as I get home. I'm taking a shower. Um, and uh, so, so part of part of it is is just learning to um, tolerate and endure everyday life because I still have to. I, I I can't just stay inside. I still have to go to the bank. Sure. I still have to go to the grocery store. And so you just have to sort of uh, deal with it, um, uh, you know. But but now you're you're one of you're one of those people who just you you actually were able to change because because you you were one of those classic new yorkers if i may say who yeah who had not, not a care in the world you you went to the clubs you had the pretty, you had the sewage pretty much and, yeah okay <laughs> um i you know in fact uh, i saw i saw this great cartoon uh from from our old friend jason chatfield and my old yeah. uh, uh co-host and so and, you talented know, he's, he's a cartoonist yeah and he he just published this fantastic cartoon that um just describes everything you need to know about life in new york city i think i know which one which one you're talking about because there was one one recently that i was like holy shit that's that's spot on (laughs) the the, the couple having dinner he's tasting the wine yes yes (laughs) that's exactly it I'll, I'll just describe it, but I encourage uh, everyone listening to check this out. Uh, yeah, New Yorker I, magazine. He he does a ton of ton yes. of cartoons on there. His uh, Instagram is great. You could buy uh, like framed versions of his cartoons. Some of his oh, good he's ones. Just he's fantastic. He's really talented. But yeah, go go ahead. Describe describe the picture because it really was brilliant. I was sitting there going, "Holy shit!" That's yeah. exactly what my summer's been. <laughs> well, and uh, so on the left side of the frame is a couple um, and they're sitting at a table on a sidewalk uh, you know outside of a, a nice looking like, I, I guess a brownstone uh, in, in uh, what we can presume is New York City uh, they're, they're dressed well he's he's tasting the wine and you and there's there's a waiter and the waiter's wearing I, I believe he's wearing an apron and he's holding the bottle he's presenting the bottle to this you know this couple uh, sitting at this table and then on the right side of the frame and and it's the only other thing in the cartoon uh, uh, it just you know behind this fellow who's tasting the wine just a mound of garbage bags just the biggest garbage just, pile <laughs> right next to them just flooding the sidewalk and that is <laughs> that is a fine dining experience in yeah. new york city if i ever knew. yeah yeah it's uh now that ever i mean it used to be like these the some of the fancier restaurants would have outdoor seating if there was a lot of sidewalk kind of in front of their thing but now with the pandemic nobody's allowed inside so everyone has outdoor seating and now instead of instead of just like 
uh, a line of trash down the sidewalk that was maybe two bags high. They're <laughs> now stacking the, the trash bags like 10 or 15 high because they have to stay in these very narrow piles because there's some people eating over to the right and there's some people eating over to the left. And it's just like part of honestly part of finding a restaurant right now or a place to get drinks is just like, all right, what's the garbage situation on this street? Oh, they yeah. haven't picked it up this week. Guess we're going to go check. <laughs> the other one <laughs> isn't that fascinating there's a it is. there's a there's a collaboration happening uh you know not, not that there there hasn't been one before I, I i think that's all new york city is it's just everyone has to collaborate uh you know whether we like it or not but uh but now more than ever i, I think you're right because uh, restaurants have moved out onto their sidewalks and into the street entirely. Um, and I think, if I'm correct, this cartoon uh, even has, you know, the, the couple at least wearing masks around their chins. Uh, and yeah. and the, the waiter is, is definitely wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was... It was uh, I... I it made such an impression on me that I knew which cartoon you were, <laughs> you were about to say. Um, so I guess the the question that comes to my mind for you is like with the hypochondria and the the OCD, why did you come to a place like <laughs> New York City? And I don't mean that to be like, what are you doing here, man? Get the get the yeah. fuck out. I just mean it in terms of like uh, um, like I. I just imagine someone who's kind of from the woods, which is mm -hmm. where you are. There's not really a metro area um, unless you go down to Detroit. How did you decide like, oh, I'm going to go to this place that's uh, infested with everything that that I have to worry about? And every day is a battle. Um, every day is I, I mean, I have certain shoes that I. I wear uh, in Manhattan. Um, Do you have different shoes for Brooklyn and Queens? I have, I have a shoe, <laughs> have a pair of shoes for every borough. <laughs> for real? No, no, no. Oh, okay. um, I was making a joke and then I thought you were serious. I was like, boy, do I look like a dick here. <laughs> no, uh, no, I, I, I don't go to Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's my answer to that. No. Yeah. Um, uh, now you, I mean, did you moved to the city for stand up comedy? Yeah. So did I. It was um, it was too much of a of a lure of a luring uh, aspect because I, I I believe and I I think uh, a lot of people would agree with me. Uh, New York is where you go to learn to be a stand up comic. If if you want to be any kind of comedian. You come to New York, and this is not to take anything away from anywhere else in the world, but I, I do believe we have the most challenging audiences. Uh, yeah. I, I, I believe the best comedians in the world are in New York City. Now, some of, of course, some of the best comedians in the world are in Los Angeles, too. Um, but most of the best comedians in the world you can just find on any given night in any sort of club at any time and they might be dropping in on your open mic or your bringer 
or uh, whatever the case, they're, they're walking amongst us and they're going to make us better. And, yeah. um, uh, and, and, and they're going to challenge us. And uh, be- between that and the accessibility, uh, there, there's, there's nowhere else I, I think I could want to be if I really wanted to do comedy uh, this much. And for me, and I, and I, I think it's probably the case for you too, um, but I, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I don't know if anything else matters because I, I I'm just the world is so chaotic and so confusing, but if we can make a joke... And if we can take even the fewest amount of words and rearrange them in a way they've never, uh, you know, been sequenced before, uh, to get a laugh, uh, I, that to me is is profound. And so it's it's enough for me to to sacrifice a, a, a night's sleep or a few years off of my life, uh, and certainly my peace <laughs> of mind. Uh, if, if, if that's what I have to do, if, if I have to move to New York and I mean, I'll, I'll also say, I, I don't live in Manhattan when, when I lived with, with my, my girlfriend at her, her old apartment, um, that, that was in Harlem. So I lived in Harlem for about four months this past year. And as, as fun as it was, um, to some extent, I mean, that, that's also, that's a residential neighborhood and it's crowded. It's like anywhere yeah. else in Manhattan, it's crowded. And so, you know, even that started to get the best of me. Uh, so, so, so now we're back where I have been living since moving to New York six years ago. And, and that's, uh, that's in Riverdale, which, which might as well be in, in the Hudson Valley. It's, it's, um, it's unlike any neighborhood in New York. It's it's uh, it's um, uh, it's it's the woods. It's a sleepy section of the Bronx that's mostly wooded. <laughs> it sounds it sounds perfect for the pandemic if you're if you have to stay in New York City. Well, that too. You know, the pandemic uh, happened in March, and you know we we were already slated to move out in late May. So in, in a way, the timing kind of worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So that, I mean, that, that makes sense and, and good on you for, for not letting this, uh, this, these symptoms that you have stop you from, from doing something that you really like. Cause it's, it'd be so easy to see where you could, you could have justified staying in, in Michigan and say, well, you know, I always wanted to, but I never did. So, um, no, that's good on you for, for just dealing with it just to chase your dreams. That's, uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's uh, boy. I, I, do, you, do you ever wonder what the hell you're doing, though? <laughs> All the time. Another another <laughs> bad set. Another you know somebody else climbs the ranks and and you're still doing open mics and you're going what the hell? But I guess we love it. If if you know since since I'm already being a little schmaltzy, I I, I, I fear uh, you know we might as well just go all in and say if if we love it this much, I guess this is why we're here. But that's not to say. Uh, that's certainly not to say that I'm, uh, you know, not looking at real estate in Michigan every night. That's just to, <laughs> that's just to keep myself uh, relatively uh, sane. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. So, okay. So, um, most of what we talked about so far is the is your OCD that's caused kind of by your hyper hypochondria. So, 
what do you like what do you deal with on a daily basis in terms of ocd that doesn't revolve around kind of germs or is that not really the issue like does it all stem from this um kind of worry that you're gonna get sick or or maybe i'm i'm phrasing this wrong but no, because they, they go hand in hand, and I think in most cases of, uh, of OCD, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I, I think, uh, you know, the, the two are very much married in a way, um, mysophobia, the fear of germs, uh, and, and obsessive compulsive disorder. Of course, I mean, I have my tics, um, I have my rituals, uh, you know, and, and things I had been doing since you know, for as long as I can remember, since I was in grade school. Um, and, and some things uh, will tend to kind of come and go, or they'll be more severe at this time, you know, and not as severe, you know, later in life. Um, I've always had a little bit of a twitch uh, or a tick in, in my eye. Uh, that, was, that was more severe and, and painfully obvious uh, when I was in grade school. And I've, I guess I've managed to control that or suppress it to, to some I'd extent. I never noticed. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, thanks, Corey. Uh, uh, you know, um, so little things like that. Um, uh, you know, if, 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 if sensations is, is a huge one. So, um you know, if, if if your forearm hits, uh, you know, hits hits a uh, hits a guard, uh, not guard a, a rail or a pole, for example, if if you're walking down some steps, and uh, and you just happen to bump your arm, well, then you've got to turn around and and level uh, level that sensation with with your other forearm. And I think that's a fairly common, even among people who have huh. the mildest cases of OCD. They have little little sensation. Um, uh, you know, driven idiosyncrasies, uh, you know, such, w- whether it's that or whether it's having to do with stepping on cracks or avoiding cracks. Um, so I've always had little things like that. Uh, but, but for the most part, it's driven by, by germs and my irrational fear of them. <laughs> that's, you know, that's... That I'd, I, I would guess that I, I wash my hands probably 60 to 70 times a day. Wow. So, that's a, <laughs> that's and, a and lot I, of singing the ABCs. I don't even, so, yeah, I, yeah, I've got, I've got my ABCs down. Like I had that <laughs> shit down. Um, no, that's, that's fascinating. So with the mysophobia, like if you hit your forearm on a railing and then you hit your other forearm on the railing to take care of the OCD, do you then have, like, are you worried about cleaning off your, your forearms for the rest of the day until you can get to some soap and water? Or do you just, you know, does that then activate because you touched a new surface or when you're out and about, you just accept your, you're going to get coated in stuff and you'll wash it off when you get home? Oh no, I'll, I'll think about it. If, if, if I, if, if I feel that sensation, whatever it is, then, then I'm, I'm carrying it with me until I can wash it off. Um, and, and I still, well, maybe not these days, but, but I've always, um, you know, been happy to say, shake 
to shake uh, to shake hands uh, out, out of respect or just rather uh, you know uh, a fear of uh, offending anyone <laughs> as, uh, as you and I uh, would, right. would do uh, um, being from from the upper Midwest uh, but, but if I if I were to shake someone's hand I, I'll, I'll happily do so but then I won't do anything with that hand until I can wash it. That hand is useless to me until I can wash it. And sometimes I'll go hours. If, I, if I'm out uh, or, 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 or if I'm getting into a car or, or whatever I have, to, you know, um, and, and, and I, I prefer the feeling of washing my hands with hot water and soap and the rinsing. I prefer that over um, uh, hand sanitizer. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 I took the long way about uh, answering your question, but um, I, I think uh, the, the the ticks and um, and uh, 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 you know the the, the the idiosyncrasies that 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 that, uh, that that are rooted in the obsessive compulsive disorder have been suppressed uh, or at least eclipsed by the uh, mysophobia. Because, you know, um, either either I'm 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 going to be uh, you know spending the rest of the afternoon looking for a, a place where I can you know wash my elbow, <laughs> or or I'm just going to avoid any sort of rail at all costs. And wow. again, you know, here here we are. Uh, you're you're talking to a guy who hasn't taken the subway in over a year. Sure. Wow. That's, uh, that is fascinating. So it's, it's, this is all so interesting to me because like I've, I've known you for a long time. Most mm-hmm. of when we would interact was, was a little while ago, but we hung out a couple times and I, I like to think I'm, I'm pretty observant, but I didn't really notice there was anything going on at all. And one of the things that, that struck me is when you would go up and wipe the microphone off when you were hosting, you would the way that so the way for listeners, the way that open mics work is um, one host does the first half, the other host does uh, the second half. When you would go up there between comics, when you're bringing people up and taking people off, you would wipe it off, but you would almost kind of make it part of your act. Like you'd you'd like play it off, like oh yeah, this is just this is just me. I'm just doing this to be funny. Um, and so I, I didn't really think anything of it. Like, is there other instances in your in your life where you're able to kind of figure out how to play off? these uh these anxieties so that other people don't know they're happening and then Mm. i guess part b to that would be like is the pandemic kind of a blessing in some ways because now it's more socially acceptable to not shake someone's hand or use a towel to open a car door or you know go go wash your hands whenever you touch anything um so I, I guess because this is all just so fascinating to me i feel like i (laughs) i should have noticed but i i didn't (laughs) Well, that's why I love your show, Corey. Um, <laughs> it, 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 well, it's a good question, and, and uh, I, if, uh, you know, since 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 you are interested, and, and and honestly, this is why I do like your show because, uh, Thank you. yeah, because because you do you 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 have had some of the most interesting uh, guests, and. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I would qualify as one of them, but but at least at least you're interested, and I can 
I can tell my parents that. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> right. Well, whatever gets listeners, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> no, and, and, but thank you. And, and uh, because, it, you know, it's, it's a good question. And uh, um, I guess to answer the, the, the latter part of the question, uh, because I use a towel to open the car, to open any door, to, to open the apartment sure. door, to, to open, the, the, of course, the door to the building, of course, any public door. Because I, I do I do want to enjoy life in New York City. Let's let's not get that get that wrong. I, I um, as, as disgusting as it is and as crazy as it as it makes me, uh, I, I still want to enjoy life in New York City because I, this is where life is. Um, you know, we, we don't sleep. Uh, we have, we have the best of everything. We have the best restaurants and we have the best bars and, uh, I, I, I'd be stupid not to acknowledge that. Um, but, but I, I, I use a towel to, to open, to open every door. Um, you know, I, I use a, uh, I use a towel to pick up my dog. That's not true. I don't do that. <laughs> I, I don't touch my dog. Uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, uh, but on, but on the other hand, and now I, f- I forget what the first part of the question was. Oh oh oh! Uh, it, it, now I remember because you 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 flattered me. Uh, you you didn't notice it, and that is that is part of the whole idea. And I I I, I know that there are other uh, uh, comics who who deal with uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. Uh, there are hypochondriacs. There are, uh, you know, comics uh, who have um, uh, cases uh, as, as severe as mine and similar to mine. And uh, you have to make it a part of your act um, it, it, because you're already making it a part of your life. Because I, I as I mean, as comedians, um, uh, we're all a little insecure. Aren't we? Am I? Uh, am I? Sure. Is that a stretch? No. <laughs> definitely. All, in, in addition, <laughs> in addition to being a little crazy, uh, we're all a little insecure, and so I, I think um, I, I've always just tried to to hide it. Uh, it's probably in part why I've just been happy to shake anyone's hand, um, and then you just go on with your life, and then I'll, whenever I can, I'll just dip away and, and I'll, I'll wash my hands, or I'll do this, or I'll do that. Um, and so that was that was it too with with the mics. Um, uh, yeah, I, I I mean, why why not uh, use? I mean, the, the thing is, if I I can't help myself, but to to pull out a Clorox wipe and, and to, to wipe down the microphone. I'm not going to be able to continue with the show or with the open mic uh, if, if I don't wipe down the microphone. Um, but I also don't want to um, interrupt the consistency uh, of the show um, or, or be a distraction uh, by any means um, in doing sure. so. So just... Just make it a part of the act. Um, you know, make it look as though uh, you're you're in a way roasting the previous comic. Um, you know, if, if this was someone yeah. who's spitting on the audience, if it was something that that everyone could acknowledge, <laughs> uh, you know, just make it a part of the show. And um, 
I mean, honestly, you, you flattered me. Thank you for, for noticing. <laughs> and um, uh, and I, I always liked uh, your work, and I've always appreciated how tall you are, Corey. <laughs> well, that is my, my greatest achievement uh, so far, is, is making it all, to, all the way to 6'3 and a half. So, how did um, you do it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when your dad's six foot nine, uh, you actually kind of feel like an underachiever. So oh, my God. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, maybe that's why I'm a comic. I've never been able to live up to my father. By up, I mean literally up. You see? <laughs> Um, uh, well, uh, you know, one way or another, like I said, I, I think we're all here because of, uh, you know, I, and I'm not saying you're insecure, but we're all here for one reason or another, <laughs> but it, it might also right. be just because we love comedy this much. And if nothing else, if nothing else makes sense, I think we can agree that maybe life, um, on some level, life, life is a, life is a bit of a joke, isn't it? <laughs> Can, of course. Can we not laugh <laughs> at it? Can we not laugh it's the only, at it? It's the only thing we could do. I mean, <laughs> what? honestly, what is this? What What are we doing here? Uh, what, yeah. Who, who are we supposed to be? Uh, I, <laughs> I think this is a very different podcast episode topic. <laughs> if you want to really dive into the meaning of life here. But uh, <laughs> have we started recording? Is this uh, is this the episode? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we we are at an hour mark, though. I, Devin, this was incredibly interesting. I feel like I learned uh, so much about this. And, and like I said to you before, like I have an entire psychology degree and I just feel like we, I didn't, I wasn't in the right class or something because I, I really didn't know much about this. So I appreciate you coming on and being so honest and open about it. And that's, I mean, that's kind of the, the best part about having comedians on here, right? Like we're, we're used to just saying everything. If nothing matters, then fuck it. Why not tell everyone I... <laughs> what what i'm what i'm dealing with so um i really appreciate you you taking the time to talk to me well um you know thanks thanks for really for hosting this podcast because i don't know if i uh, would have come on and and, and uh, said this much uh as if i ever have before i, I don't think i have and um, uh, I guess in all seriousness, because you you host a podcast like this, um, you know you've you've had a lot of guests on already who have been willing to 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 open up about um, about their thing or what they know or or, or what they've lived and uh, and um, uh, you know it, it, I I don't know what I'm saying anymore at this point. <laughs> But, it's but, all uh, good. You know, everyone's dealing with something. We're all enduring something, and uh, I, I know I know that representation is important. And on the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, my life has been pretty easy. Um, so, so if if this is the worst of my problems, I, I, I figure I can at least uh, uh, you know help someone relate to this point. Uh, and so this is um, because this is this is a this is a philanthropic thing I'm I'm doing right, Corey, by coming on your <laughs> yeah. podcast. This yeah, is yeah, my no, you team. can write this. You can write this off on your taxes. I can write this off on my taxes. Okay, 
Uh, all right, good. I just needed to get you to say that. So yeah, uh, no, that's you're, on you're good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I read it by the IRS already, so you're okay. you're good. Just don't just yeah. don't pay anything. They they got you. Yeah, you go. Okay, well, <laughs> easy enough. Uh, no, this yeah. is this has been a pleasure. So um, thanks, and I and, and really you know thanks for being just willing to 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 to, to, to sit through this. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, I love this stuff. I love that you listen to the podcast, and uh, and we'll have to do. Let me know when you when you've got another thing you want to talk about. We'll we'll do another episode. Oh, you're a prince. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'll talk to you later, Devin. All right, my friend. Take it easy. All right. Bye. Bye.